scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency, the pits, the players, the hustlers, the people at Bustle, and everybody else in between. Rolling it now. Let's do this thing. The Twisted Tuesday has uh, begun. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, anticipation. There's a lot of anxiety uh, in the air. Uh, There's been a ton of live movement uh, throughout the day and throughout the evening. And we're going to break it all down uh, tonight as the Korean baseball playoffs uh, continue. Everybody around the world. uh, And am I exaggerating? Uh, No, I couldn't resist the setup. Let's do it. Um, So listen, people are, are, are. Listen, I'm around the world. You're around the world. How many people are listening to us right now in South Korea? We're not in South Korea, but we're going to be betting this baseball game tonight. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of anticipation about the Korean uh, baseball uh, playoffs. Obviously, there is another uh, event uh, going on. And, yeah, another event uh, that we should uh, note that is the largest uh, bet event in world uh, history, literally and figuratively. And listen, if you want election coverage, I get it. You're going to tune in to Lester Holt. You're going to tune in to Anderson Cooper. You're going to tune in uh, to you know Hannity or Rachel Maddow, whoever else. Uh, But at the same point in time, uh, from an international uh, standpoint right now, I don't think people understand how much money has actually been bet on this thing. Like, you know, like billions. And, you know, we got the perfect guest, the perfect night, the perfect guest. And I'll tell you what, guys, tonight's going to be one of those nights you're going to remember. You look back and you're going to remember where, when, what. And there's been a ton of line movement. I don't know if we're going to know anything besides the fact that if you're a pollster, you're useless, all right? Like handicappers, it's great. Like if you're a handicapper, don't feel bad. You guys just get picks wrong. I get picks wrong. All right. Uh, you know, I mean, our job, it's pretty simple to pull people. Uh, you know, pollsters like Nate Silver, you're on the clock, buddy. Uh, so yeah, Steve Merrill's a great numbers and analytics guy. We're going to step up and then it's been some crazy movement. And it's just funny, like tuning in uh, to uh, to the election coverage in which, you know, oh, North Carolina is too close to call. It's like, I don't know. The in-game number is now minus 1,400. So it's like, I don't know, it's like a football game that's 44, you know, six. Is it too close to call uh, at 1,400? Uh, hey, it is what it is. And speaking of football, we've got football. And don't think we're not talking about it. The Mac is ready to kick off. We've got six games on tap. We're breaking them down. We've already got one game circle. We're going to bet pretty big. Why not? Because we're degenerates. Yeah, we got six Mac games. We've got six MLS games. Merrill will not have any opinions on the MLS game, but he will have an opinion on the election and he's going to have an opinion on the Mac. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Sports Ridge Late Night continues. I'm Renzi. 
slowing it down. Obviously, a pretty uh, wild night uh, tonight, the Twisted Tuesday. Um, listen, we've got the election uh, going on. Uh, but uh, as I stated earlier, whoever wins uh, the election and uh, truth be told, I don't know, man, it's, it's a pretty wild ride that could uh, go on. This could be a roller coaster and a merry-go-round that, that uh, lasts a lot longer than people want. Either way, the Mac is kicking off, right? Either way, the Mac is kicking off uh, on Wednesday. Either way, there's a bunch of MLS. Either way, the Green Bay Packers are playing the San Francisco 49ers uh, on Thursday. So we're going to break it down uh, with uh, Steve uh, Merrill. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about the election, we're not talking about it in any political terms, uh, just from a numbers uh, standpoint. And, you know, the thing that it, it's just fascinating to me, it literally is the biggest uh, bet event uh, in, in world history. All right. Now, one thing about the Super Bowl is we'll never really know. Like, you, you know, we never really you'll never know how much money is really bet like on things. You know, like, look, legalized sports gambling is is new and people betting on the Super Bowl is not new. Right. So you'll hear. All right. Oh, ninety four million dollars was bet in Nevada or, you know, two hundred eighteen million dollars was bet. But that's nothing like that's that's a drop in the bucket. I mean, you know, people talk about like the World Cup and stuff like I saw today and I tweeted out the story today um, that um, there was a bet taken five million dollars. And they said it was like the biggest bet known, uh, one of the biggest bets ever taken in like, you know, in Britain's history and one of the biggest bets. And it's like, yeah, well, whatever, dude, like, you know, you know, that syndicate, the Asian syndicate during the World Cup, it was well known. They actually did take the biggest bet ever known. The biggest bet in the world ever taken on a sporting event, $50 million. They took a $50 million bet. And these guys are bookies. It wasn't, you know what I mean? That's why they got popped. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking about the tops of the, you know, the big time Asian syndicates and stuff out of Hong Kong and Singapore and stuff. So, yeah, these guys, they took a $50 million bet. And um, the better won the game. The better won. They didn't win. The better actually won the game. You got to wonder who lays fifty million dollars down, like, like who else? Who is the type of like you better have the money with these dudes too? This is not the type of thing where yeah, you know, can I get on an installment plan? I, I'd like to know how that worked and how that went down. But yeah, it was a crazy story, and uh, the guy, you know, some of the guys were in Vegas actually during the World Cup. Like they they went to different casinos and set up shop and like would reel people in. Like basically, oh, the limit is too low here. Or you want to bet on credit, et cetera. So they had an operation going to Macau and all the casinos. And these guys were so powerful that, like, Buddy got out, like, in four hours. Like, what? one of the big dudes got out. He just left the country, and that was that. Right? Like, so like, we're talking about powerful people. But, yeah, the amount of betting and action is just over the top. Like, just, you know, like, incrementally over the top uh, tonight. And, you know, I've been reading about it. And we, we talked about it the other night. And, you know, they said that combining World Cups and Super Bowls, combining World Cups and Super Bowls, politics, and this is a thing that Donald Trump brought to the world. Uh, this is a thing. Come on, guys. Polit political betting was never this big before. It always existed. Nobody ever cared. It's boring. Nobody cares. The last election was big time in the United States. And listen, the international markets, they've been betting like, you know, in Britain on elections forever. Right. But you know, there's there's never been anything like this. The Brexit stuff was very big, obviously. 
thing is in Britain that you can bet on anything in England. Like you I mean, like if they, they have sports books, but they also have sort of betting parlors. Like, you know, you can just walk in and propose a bet. Like, you know, the crazy people in England, hardcore soccer fans always bet that their son will play for England. Like basically, like they'll give you odds. All right. You know, you go in with your birth certificate and the baby and stuff. And, you know, they approve it. All right. They, they confirm it. And all right, it's your kid. And basically, all right, we're going to give you 50,000 to, 50, to one odds that your son scores a goal for the English national team. And if you guys recall, I know we got hardcore soccer fans tuning in. I know, um, I'm sure some of you guys would know, because one of the guys cashed. A lot of times they don't want to let you know who it is, right? They're like, yeah, guy won. But I, I believe the guy like was open about it. His son scored. like I, He won like 320000 bucks or something. <laughs> Imagine being that guy's kid. Like, oh, you're going to play soccer. Like, you're damn right you are. I got I got $320,000. You score a goal. That, that, that'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, you know, like, you you can bet on anything in England. So, like, you can walk in and, like, say, oh, I think this, the lightning's going to strike at 4 o'clock. What kind of odds are you going to give me? Right? Like, yeah, I like their entrepreneurship. They got, they got the spirit down. They, they've got the spirit down. So, speaking of that and entrepreneurship... You have to like our style. So basically, listen, guys, it was kind of kind of a tough night tonight as far as sports. Like we had a full slate of Champs League action. God knows I know you guys know. You slammed our chat last night with it. So you had the, the Champs League action um, last, uh, last night in our chat. Of course, the action went down today. We got caught up in the election stuff earlier in the day. We got caught up in the MAC, and, you know, we got shows to do. Um, and plus, the numbers were all out of whack. Uh, you know, it was big, big time numbers and stuff, but it was nice and smooth. We ended up going 2-0 and on the Champs League and um, in-game, 2-0 uh, and on the Champs League in-game. Uh, and then tonight, uh, when we were live on in-game live tonight, uh, we really, we really mixed it up. There was one soccer game going on, guys, in the entire world, <laughs> like literally. Like there was literally like one game going on in Mexico. And I jumped on uh, the right side. And I parlayed it with the uh, Doosan Bears. So when we say we're international, we're not kidding. Our parlay is a Mexican uh, Mexican soccer game and a Korean baseball game. That's the parlay. And the first leg of the parlay hit, the soccer. We've been on fire on the pitch. Uh, we've been on fire on the pitch. And you know what? I, I want to talk about Chelsea a little bit later on. It would, I'll tell you what, Chelsea, these guys, the clean sheet, that's the way to go with these guys. They don't give up goals. Right, uh, they they don't uh, uh, they they don't uh, give up goals. So we'll run through the Champs League a little bit. NFL trade deadline uh, came and went. I was wrong. I thought there'd be some action around the NFL trade deadline. There's been absolutely none. But we do have a ton of NFL news. Uh, the MAC is set to kick off. We've been talking a lot about this Ball State and Miami of Ohio game. We'll continue to talk about that. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we get Steve Merrill uh, on the program. Uh, this evening, although, you know what, at this point, I've uh, sort of come to expect the worst, uh, to be honest. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it is it is what it is. And what it is is the, is the Twisted Tuesday. And uh, what it is right now, the world on edge. We'll get you caught up uh, to date uh, with as much as the overnight uh, numbers uh, as we can uh, right now. But things change. We can tell you this, guys. Joe, uh, Nate Silver. All right. I want to I want to. That's why I want to get Merrill. I want to talk about Nate Silver. So, you know, the predictor, listen, it's easy for Nate Silver to tell us that the Dodgers have a 92% chance of winning the World Series, all right, going into game seven or whatever. Yeah, I know. So, like, thanks. 
Like, I, I got nothing personal against Nate Silver, but to me, it's like, dude, you made a career out of, like, supposedly, like, being right about politics. You were dead wrong in the last election. You're talking about 91% Biden, this and that. Florida goes for Trump uh, earlier tonight, and Silver's like, wow, this is the, the path to victory for, and these number guys, well, I never told you that was going to happen, and now, now that this happened, now this is the new number. They just change the goalpost all the time. It's a waste of time. Better off shaking up a plastic apron. Just going like a tarot card reader in a park. Go to like Central Park, get a tarot card reader for eight bucks. You'll do a better job than Nate Silver predicting the future. It's his portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winner. And I know the winner. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- all right, late night anger management class that continues, and I'm angry. Let's roll. Uh, nah, whatever. It is. It is what it is. Uh, so I am a red. See, I believe we finally we got. We do have Steve Merrill, though. I believe, and uh, I believe Merrill, being a good soldier that he is, uh, was ready to go. Uh, being a professional with his headset and his microphone, and and everything, but he got thrown a curveball, and was told he has to uh, be on a phone. And uh, his phone wasn't uh, charged. And you know what? The exact same thing has happened to me twice in like the last month <laughs> in which I, I was on the Scotty. I had to be on the Scotty Farrell show. We had a technical thing with a mic and a glitch. And I'm like, all right, I'll just call on my phone. As I start dialing, my battery just dies. I'm on like zero percent. I didn't know. I bust my phone out of my pocket. I'm like, that's just great. Then I threw the phone and I actually chipped my wall and I made it worse. Do we have Steve Merrill? What's up, Steve? <laughs> What's up? Yeah, I, I didn't throw my phone. I've learned over the years. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, I didn't break it. I didn't break it. Um, <laughs> there's a little chip, like I said, there's a little chip in the chip rock uh, that, that I knocked off with the phone. All right, Steve. So listen, we don't really know what's what's going to happen. And, um, you know, this show replays and stuff. So I don't like living in in the now uh, too much. But this is one of the biggest events in world history. And it literally is, Steve, the biggest event in world history. Uh, They they surpassed a billion dollars. We'll see what the number is when it's all said and done. I was saying earlier, I know you'd be fascinated. And, you know, I'm curious your takes on this stuff. Like the Super like, well, you never really know, Steve, right? Like legalized sports gambling is kind of new. So when you see, all right, in the old days, $94 million bet in Nevada or $70 million or whatever, and now New Jersey, $100 million or whatever on the Super Bowl, dude, that's nothing. We all know, right? Like, it's nothing. See, it's hard to quantify it, uh, but 
this stuff on in, in England and the international stuff, it's on the it's on the books, right? They're all regulated, so they're actually they disclose they have to disclose the action, and they're not lying. I mean, Steve, they're talking about Super Bowls, World Cups, Formula One, Brexit, and everything combined. This is literally the biggest bet event in world history, Steve. Yeah, and I mean, consider the fact that you cannot even bet anywhere legally in the United States of America, and then the fact any Americans betting on it are betting with offshore Costa Rican internet sports books. So you got to figure that limits the action, 90% of the action compared to what it would be. So yeah, factor in a little bit more from those offshore books that aren't reporting the numbers, but can you imagine, as you said, if New Jersey, Nevada, all of these states could do it? Wow. Uh, it would just exponentially increase those numbers from overseas. These are foreigners, Gabe, foreigners betting on our election. Can you imagine Americans could actually bet on their own election, how much more that handle would go up? And um, it'd be a fascinating thing to see. And with the uh, in-game betting, as you and I know nowadays with football, basketball, baseball, you know, it's an everyday occurrence. We had it four years ago, but it's kind of its infancy in 2016. Uh, it's sports betting, that is, in-game betting. And that's what we've seen tonight, you know. I mean, Biden comes in as a, as a two-to-one favorite. Uh, Hillary was as high as a 10-to-1 favorite four years ago. And then all of a sudden, about 9.30 Eastern, Trump flopped. It went to about 50% four years ago, and it was all switched after that. And I told people all day long, they're like, what are the odds? I was like, well, it's, you know, it's two-to-one right now, but check back with me at 9 o'clock Eastern time. And at 9.30 tonight is when the chaos started, and Trump went as high as 70% at one point. Uh, now he's about 60%. Arizona going to Biden about an hour ago was a little bit of a surprise, and that's what kind of changed everything. But I still think um, the path is there for Trump with Wisconsin and Michigan looking better than normal, and that also could translate to Pennsylvania being better than expected. So that's probably going to be the key to the election. We're currently seeing 138, and it's amazing. As you stated, it's been going all over the place. It's a classic case, though, Steve, in which, listen, you and I, I think our coverage and our analysis was actually pretty much bang on. And, you know, more than, you know, a lot of the insiders and experts in a sense that basically I said, listen, I lean with Biden, but but there's value with Trump. Right. We said, you know, you look at it. Yeah. Biden could be a favorite. But, you know, I, we use the word pick them. We use the, the word toss up uh, repeatedly. And, you know, we, we saw that in the odds. And I was saying earlier, the shrewd player out there basically um, you know, we, we, you know, Trump basically not closed, but, you know, there was no official closing number, but kind of, you know what I'm saying? Around, you know, mid-afternoon, afternoon type stuff, he was plus 187. So Trump was plus 187. As you stated, I'm getting tweets from people that said they've seen him as high as minus 700, right? And, and now it's down to minus 138 again. So in other words, the shrewd player would have both money, uh, would have money on both candidates right now and kick back and just enjoy the circus. Plus money yeah, on both Gabe, guys. What else did we right, exactly. That's what we've said the past few weeks is that it's a pick 'em. It's a slight toss up one way or the other. You play the underdog. And that was Trump at like plus 180, plus 200 the last few weeks. And it was probably Biden a few hours ago, plus 400, you know. So you definitely, uh, if you've taken our advice with just play the underdog, you'd be good to go. Um, Arizona might be back into play. You know, it looks like they called it a little early. I'm not too concerned, though, about Arizona and the overall picture because it's kind of a standalone state. I think that means he'll probably Biden will get Nevada as well, but he was a pretty heavy favorite in Nevada, about 80%. That's all coming Big Ten country, Steve. This comes down to Big exactly. Ten country. It's, it's the Big exactly Ten Conference. Right. And it literally is the Big Ten Conference. Michigan, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and just like the real Big Ten, 
You can't win Ohio. Forget about Ohio State. They're 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 gone. Right. So that's already a winner. It's for everyone else now. Who's finished? You know what I mean, Steve? It really is, isn't it? Like if Biden's going to win, he needs to basically sweep. He needs to get you know Michigan, Wisconsin, and and Pennsylvania. He can't lose Ohio and Pennsylvania and Florida and win. Yeah, it just it doesn't work. Right, and for those people that were like thinking Trump looks good when he was at minus three hundred, then he lost to Arizona. There might actually be a lot of value now with the minus one thirty because they're showing some of the counties in Wisconsin. Kenosha is one of them where the riots took place in the last couple months. He has flip flopped that. Obama won at like sixty forty percent. Hillary won it four years ago, and Trump still won the state. Trump is now leading in that county. So if that's a barometer of how things are going, it looks like I think he's going to pull the upset in Wisconsin. And I think Michigan's looking good as well. And the Republican uh, senator who's an underdog there in Michigan is actually leading with half the votes in against an incumbent Democrat in Michigan. So I think that's setting up really well for Trump in Wisconsin and Michigan. He wouldn't even have to win Pennsylvania necessarily if he won those two. I can't imagine he could win Minnesota, but they're saying that's in play. And keep in mind, once again, that's a state that had a lot of riots like Wisconsin. So the law and order thing might benefit Trump there. And I think there's actually maybe some value with now at minus 130, minus 135, because I'm not sure Arizona translates to really the rest of the country. Uh, it's it's a toss up. It's a toss up. Uh, one thing, the, you know, the mail in stuff, Steve, the mail in stuff, uh, you know, they, they're, they're still counting. They're going to be counting forever. Pennsylvania has already stated coming into this thing that it could take days uh, to count. But, you know, if, if, if it's, it has to be razor close for that to matter. Uh, really after. But I don't think I think we're not at uh, I don't think we're we're near the end here. Just personally, you know, from for where we're at here, I think this could go on. And I'd be surprised if, if anything happens over the next few hours. Uh, even I think this is going to be a, co- a couple of days uh, type of deal. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep people uh, we'll keep people up to date. Just for the record. Yeah, it, there's there's updated international markets uh, for for the states, even Michigan is now a pick'em. So Michigan, Michigan wow. is a pick'em. Uh, so just for the record, yeah, Michigan is a pick'em. Uh, other ones, uh, Georgia. What do you see on Wisconsin? Uh, what do you see on Wisconsin, Trump, Gabe? Trump two hundred. Michigan pick'em. Let's see, uh, Nevada three to one. Uh, Biden, North Carolina six to yeah. one. Trump, Pennsylvania ooh, minus one fifty. Republicans. And uh, Wisconsin, wow. Democrats, minus 125. Current update, Steve. That's live. So, Gabe, as of about 8 or 9 o'clock Eastern, when uh, Biden was still a slight favorite, like minus 130 at that point, he was a 4-1 to favorite in Wisconsin. He was a 2-1 to favorite still in Pennsylvania. And by the time Trump became favorite, he was still a 2-1 to favorite in Pennsylvania. So why isn't Trump like minus me, 400 think, then now, though? Like, shouldn't exactly he be pulling right. away then? That, but, why is it That's like why I so think there actually is some value. Yeah, I think w- some of the exactly what either the state odds or the Trump odds are wrong right now. Um, I think the Trump odds are a little low, as I just said a minute ago. I think there is value with him at minus 130. And um, by the way, Gabe, a, a couple hours ago, it's probably changed now. But when Trump was a slight underdog still, one of the sports books this evening had odds on the um, when the uh, losing candidate would concede. They had different dates, but I kind of did the math. And basically, the over-under came out to next Friday, November 13th, would be the over-under date before someone concedes. So we're talking about another <laughs> nine or ten days, 50-50 chance that we still don't know. That's for a good point, week. Steve. You know what, Steve? And you know, bro, all the money that these guys have made off of this stuff, they don't want to let it go. 
Like, no one does. The cable doesn't want to let it go, but the books don't either. So they're going to pop up all kinds of stuff like that. You know, they're already got a list of stuff that they're going to unleash in the morning, right? Uh, court case. Well, who's yeah, going to win a, a court point. case in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Uh, concession. When's it going to happen? Over, you know what I mean? There's going to be all kinds of all kinds of spinoff bets from this, Steve. Well, here's what's interesting, too, Gabe, is they showed a map on the news earlier of when each state's, like, contested mail-in stuff is finalized. And the latest one is Ohio, which is a week from Friday, which is November 13th. So I think that's where the odds makers came up with that number. But Ohio looks like Trump won it pretty pretty easily tonight. Um, so maybe I'll take under November 13th. I'll take under. I'll make it the 12th. All right, Merrill. Uh, all right, so I understand we've got live uh, video. It just sort of flash. Good thing that I'm not, uh, you know... I'm not doing anything incriminating. <laughs> Steve, Steve Merrill with us. Hey, Steve Merrill uh, with us. And we'll get into some action on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. You stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you! No! Don't look at me! Run! No! Don't come over here! Uh, oh, boy. Uh, uh, Alright, Fortress Late Night. God bless you, Krusty. Krusty the Clown. As uh, we throw it down on this twisted uh, Tuesday. And you know what? Uh, we got the, the Breeders' Cup uh, this week. We got Meadowlands Lindsay uh, on the program. Um, there's a crazy, crazy shooting at the metal ads. Actually, the investigation continues. Very, very strange story. Like it has nothing to do with anyone. Like it has nothing to do with like FanDuel or the book or, you know what I mean? Or the racetrack. It just sort of seemed to happen there. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Nobody does. Uh, no, no, nobody does, but you know, Hey, it's New York, man. Uh, crazy, crazy things are going to happen. All right. Um, uh, so, uh, we got Steve Merrill kicking it, uh, with us. And uh, Steve, you know, obviously there's, you know, big talk. I want to get into Nate Silver and the predictors a little bit here, uh, but something that, you know, is very relevant. And as I stated earlier, Steve, I look at this, this is reality TV to me. It's just another event. Um, As I tweeted earlier, no matter who wins tonight, I'm betting the Mac. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm going to live my life and I'm betting on the Mac football games tomorrow and I'm betting on the MLS tomorrow and I'll be getting ready for the games. Uh, this weekend, right? So, you know that that's the that's the sort of way that I look at uh, things. But something that is relevant to our our viewers, our listeners, um, is sports betting. And um, you know, a lot of sports betting was on the uh, on the ballot in quite a few states tonight, Steve. So I'm trying to track. Obviously, you know, results are still coming in, and and you know, we're trying to keep our eye on everything. But uh, Louisiana, good to go. It's official. Louisiana is good to go. And, man, dude, riverboat gambling down there, they got gambling in their blood in the bayou, Steve. Think of, like, you know, SEC country, LSU, Saints games, uh, betting. It's going to be a big market down there, Steve. 
Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we talk about the president and the Senate and everything, but the one that affects you and me more than anything is sports betting being yeah. legalized. That really is all I care about as well. Um, and, you know, I don't read too much into these laws because you have to see what the law is all about. You know, a lot of states, you have to be tethered to a brick and mortar. Of course, my home state, Virginia, uh, they passed it this past um February, and that was the House of Delegates does it here. We didn't vote on it. So a lot of uh, most states, the legislature that you elect does it. Um, but I guess a few states did have it as a referendum. I know Maryland's been talking about it. I don't think they had it on the ballot this year, Gabe, but I think Maryland yes, is one they of the did. ones that's going to be voting fact, on it. Okay, with that it's breaking nice. news, breaking news in the last hour. Maryland, the results are in. Maryland votes yes on Proposition 2. Um, oh, yeah, yeah as, as you stated, Steve, as you stated, read the fine print. It says they voted yes. And then it goes, this is the first step to legalize sports betting. Right. <laughs> Does, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean that, yeah, they're, uh, next week we're opening up. Always read the fine print, Steve. You're right. Like, you know, a lot of times, some states are better than others. I talked about it. You want to talk about bad luck for the state of Michigan, Steve, and already a financially challenged place, right? So... They legalized sports betting, Steve, and they accelerated. And, you know, people criticize Whitmer, Whitmer, but she did a good job, like, accelerated. Like, they legalized it, and she said, well, let's get this, like, fast, right? And they they were ready to go for March Madness. That was their big thing. We're opening for business. <laughs> we're going to open. Steve, they literally opened that Tuesday, bro. Everything shut down that Wednesday night, and everything was canceled Thursday by Thursday. You remember the sequence? They literally opened on Tuesday, Steve. Poor bastards, man. <laughs> well, we, we can thank my home state of Virginia for getting the football season in because they legalized it, as I said, back in March. It was signed into law July 1st, and they decided just this past month to have the regulations for the applications, which they'll finally accept at the end of December. So they've missed the entire football season. So that guaranteed we got a full football season, I guess. All right, so basically now they're just, it's legal in Maryland. Now there's the bureaucracy begins. The guy, they want their cut. So basically, I guess the, uh, the it's going to go to, um, the money's going to go to fund schools. Yeah, how can you argue with that? You know I mean? So it's going gonna, it's gonna to fund education in, in the state of Maryland. So so Louisiana, Louisiana is good to go. Like Louisiana, like in breaking news, WSU from, uh, from Louisiana, all 12 parishes, vote in a landslide to approve sports betting. Like, they're ready to go and get this thing going in Louisiana. Maryland? Yeah, Maryland, I'm not surprised. Some red tape. But that's your backyard, Steve, right? That's, that's your backyard. Um, Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska passes sports betting, Steve. So Nebraska's in. Yeah, I mean, the Midwest, you know, is the next step. And obviously the Southeast is the one I'm watching closely because if you've noticed – the first ones to get, well, of course, New Jersey started all this. They've been doing it for six, seven years. They, they were ready to roll when they got the Supreme right. Court overturned. Um, but, yeah, look, if you look how it's worked, Gabe, it was New Jersey, and then it was instantly Delaware, Pennsylvania, and then West Virginia. And that's why my state, Virginia, legalized it, because everyone was driving out to West Virginia to the Greenbrier and NFL Sundays. Uh, Northern Virginia has the MGM Grand right over the bridge in Maryland, so that's why Maryland wants it now, because Virginia has it. So North Carolina and South Carolina are going to get it pretty soon just because Virginia has it, and then it'll trickle its way down. Uh, Louisiana getting it's very good for the southeast as well. Um, you know, Alabama is actually one of the only two states. It might be Utah, maybe Hawaii still, that has, like, no forms of gambling, I think, no lottery, no casino. There's only, like, Utah, Hawaii, and maybe Alabama. So, yeah. you know, there's some roads to hurdle, but there's no opposition to it anymore, and daily fantasy has obviously made it too big to fail.
And you know what, Steve? Nevada. No lottery in Nevada. The casinos are greedy. They didn't allow it. And no daily mm-hmm. fantasy. And no yeah, fantasy. Exactly. You're exactly right. And um, so basically all that happens now, Steve, right on the Nevada-California border, there's like 8,000 people yeah, buying a California lottery station. ticket. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's, it's like, it's right, gas station to own. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. Dude, dude there's a... Uh, there's um there's a casino, bro, right on the right on the border. It's what's it called? County line? Right. Uh, I should I should know. I've yeah. been there a bunch of times. I can't, but it's basically <laughs> literally from California, when you're driving out of California towards Nevada, it's literally like the the second it's the border, like the second it says you are entering Nevada, there's like a sports book and a hotel and stuff, like right there. And people that's where people go. Uh, what's the place called? County? It's county. I think it's called County Line. Um, someone, I'm going to pop in our chat here. Uh, so someone, someone, uh, someone will know. Um, so we'll keep our eye on this. So yeah, the, the sports betting is big. And how, just to throw this out there, just you talked about New Jersey, and it's the thing too. And you know, I don't want to get polit- We're not getting political. You know, we're talking numbers. We're getting some football here too. Times flying by, uh, Steve. I don't know how much time you got, but times flying by. I want to get football too. But like, look at people always. Quite like, look at Cuomo. Cuomo's on TV, and people, oh, he's so handsome, and, oh, you know, he should run for president. And, you know, like, people on the left, oh, you know, like, Cuomo's so great. It's like, dude, look at New York. No no legalized sports betting, still. Dude, the last election, four years ago, Cuomo ran on legalizing weed. The chick from Sex in the City said, we got to legalize weed, and he, oh, and he didn't want to, and he came around because it was crazy. But my point is, Steve, New Jersey passed recreational marijuana tonight, finally. So New Jersey is going to have like medicinal weed, but it's it's all legal. They went full out legal in New Jersey. So now, Steve, New Jersey has legal sports betting and legal marijuana. New York has neither. Isn't that just insane? And you talk about it, bro. They, they, dude, we're talking about like hundreds of millions of dollars that are leaving over bridges and tunnels going into New Jersey from New York. It's just, you know. To me, it's negligent for these governments. They should almost have to do it, whether they like it or not. It's a business. It's like saying we're not going to sell liquor because I'm morally opposed to it. I don't care if you're morally opposed to it. It's legal and people want it, so we're selling it. That's the way I look at sports betting. I think it's like politically negligent. To me, it's not a political thing. Like uh, liberal, conservative, green party, I don't care what party you're in, Steve. If you know, you're know you denying jobs to your region as well. Uh, you know how many fan duel jobs there are in New Jersey, man? They got like, there's like 300 employees, about 500 guys that work there, Steve. It's crazy that they don't do it. It should be mandatory. Yeah, look, I, I, I didn't realize until recent years that I've always been a libertarian. But in hindsight, you know, I've always been one. For 25 <laughs> years, I've been a professional sports handicapper. And you and I, you know, for both of us, it's never sat right to us that you could be in the state of Nevada and bet on sports. But the minute you were in one of the other 49 states, it was evil yeah, and you were a bad person. It made no sense. Right. It, it just doesn't make sense. You can tell that to a seven-year-old child. It doesn't make sense to them because it doesn't make sense. Um, so, you know, government's role is to protect, to stop cities from burning down, is to maybe keep us from getting invaded from foreign powers. But what does it matter if I bet my friend or anybody, for that matter, my hard-earned money on a sporting event? That's my choice. That's my freedom. And you could take it even farther with, like, marijuana or anything else you want. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not hurting somebody else, you should be free to do whatever the hell you want to do. And sports betting is the epitome of that, in my opinion. And it just shows how hypocritical 
and how much how much of a power grab these government and these politicians want on both sides. And Nevada is a perfect example. They've had sports betting for 50, 60 years. They've had it longer than anybody, yet they won't allow daily fantasy like DraftKings or FanDuel. So somebody right, has to drive an hour from team. Vegas to the state border. And Nevada right. and lobbies and spend hundreds of millions of dollars to tell people in New Jersey they can't bet on sports because they want you going there. That's how crazy it is. Exactly. And it's not like they're morally opposed to somebody playing fantasy sports because they have sports betting. It's just because they want their little monopoly and their little greedy take and they don't want competition. But where they're missing out is, like you said, Gabe, the competition is going to go elsewhere. So now California is getting more action because of it. New Jersey is getting more than New York. Uh, these guys are so short-sighted. They just don't get it. And it drives me crazy. And it, it does kind of transition to what you were going to talk about, how off the polls were and the media and I keep thinking of what you said the other week, the guest you had on that said his advice was just don't watch the news. It'll get you worked up. And yeah. I've thought so much about that since you said that the other week. And you're so spot on about that. And I've come to realize what a racket CNN, Fox, MSNBC, they all are. Because they have their demographic and they don't want to lose it. So they're telling people what they want to hear. And when, you, when the polls came out a week ago and said Trump was going to lose Wisconsin by 17%, Anybody with a brain knew that wasn't right. And it looks like it's basically, what, 50-50 right now down the stretch. So, yep. look, you can be wrong, but nobody in their right mind could have honestly thought he was going to lose by 17%. They were just outright lying to people. And that's a serious problem. And I don't like lying, and I don't like You're hypocrisy, right. too. My big pet peeves in life. You know, this is a bipartisan issue. You're exactly right, Steve. And, like, tonight's a good example. So I'm seeing, I'm watching on Twitter the different coverage. Uh, NBC News comes on, and they're like, North Carolina is too close to call. Dude, the in-game number I was looking at was minus 1,400. Thinking, well, I don't know. Right, they got Florida it at minus 1,400. Too Florida. close to call. And in Florida, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah, Florida. So, but like you said, they clearly have an agenda of keeping grandma at home that has no idea that, you know, the online world knows what's really going on. Like, they're, it's so disingenuous, right. isn't it, Steve? Like, it just is. It's not real news. Just tell us, like, the what you know. And, you know, I don't know if they if they in there, if they secretly are looking at the offshore odds uh, just to know, but they would probably discount it. Oh, they don't know anything anyways. It's like, I don't know. They know more than you. They, they seem to be more correct than you all the time. Um, so it's crazy just how like how off they are. But and listen, Nate Silver, I'm not saying, you know, the guys obviously knows what he's doing, but it's pretty tough, Steve, to come on all week and talk about 91 percent win ratio for for Biden and be wrong again if he's wrong, isn't it? Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And uh, big picture, Gabe, will there be chase? Say Trump goes on to win, you know, no matter what, they've been wrong on these numbers. But they say he wins outright. Does it change anything or do we keep seeing this every four years, you think? Yeah. Yeah. We'll hear how the polls are dead. And then in a couple of years, we'll hear polls again. <laughs> it's the same thing. All right. So exactly. speaking of the polls, I agree. we got some calls. All right. We've got a couple of minutes left with Steve. So think about it, Steve. Uh, we got Mac uh, football. If there's a game, though, like we got the Mac uh, set to kick off. Uh, I'm looking at Miami of Ohio against Ball State. Uh, we'll break it down and more. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Steve Merrill kicking it uh, with us, man. This, uh, this level one just uh, flew by. Appreciate Steve Merrill's uh, time. Wager Talk uh, TV, Pro Sports Info. Uh, so, Steve, uh, Mac is uh, set to kick off. I know it's tough. You know, any, any of these conferences are tough, obviously. Uh, the first games out of the gate, never easy. Uh, but nevertheless, we got six games. I, you know, somebody asked me about the um, somebody asked me about the um, uh, about the Ball State game. And so I sort of took a look at it. We broke it down. But it is an interesting football game. You know, Ball State, some hype about this team in a conference. Um, you know, 17 returning starters. They got their quarterback back. Drew Pitt uh, back at quarterback. Uh, solid offense. Seven returning starters on defense. But you know, the number feels short to me, Steve, here. Miami of Ohio, Brett Gabbard back at the quarterback position, defending conference champions, playing on their home field. Uh, no fans, limited fans, whatever. I think they're allowed, fa- you know, f- the, the the family and friends type of deal. Uh, but uh, what, what do you make of that football game? Yeah, I mean, on the surface, it does look like a short number. And what's interesting, Gabe, is it opened three and a half, and now it's down to two. So it's crossed over that critical number of three, as we know. And Miami of Ohio's got, you know, 17 guys back. And they had the better record last year at eight and six. Ball State was just five and seven. So it really looks like two teams are kind of equal from last year's, you know, lineup. If that's the case, don't quite understand the line. Although I will say this, Miami of Ohio lost 41-27 at Ball State as a three-point dog last year. So that would make yep. this line about accurate probably. Yeah, the classic revenge spot. Uh, anything else in the Mac catch your eye tomorrow? Like I said, I know it's tricky right out of the gate here, but anything catch your eye? Well, you know, people are like, how do you handicap these games? No one's played. I was like, well, it's the same strategy I used the first week of September when nobody had played, and we do every September when there's no, there's ever a preseason <laughs> in college football. And um, the Big Ten a couple of weeks goes, you know, Gabe, I went 2-0 on Friday and Saturday. So the one blowout game on the board is Toledo minus 23. It's a big number, uh, but they definitely look to be the, the cream of the crop as far as the team's playing tomorrow night. All right, big, big number with the Toledo Rockets blast off. Steve Merrill, great stuff. Wager talk. I appreciate your time as always, Steve. We'll catch up either later in the week. God knows uh, where we'll be then. So <laughs> we'll speak on Friday. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, buddy. More trades. Late night continues. <laughs> 